Hello and welcome everybody. It is official. It has happened. It is Back to the Future Day. So to commemorate this big event that oddly never really, I never thought about happening until just this year, um, I'm going to do an episode all about time travel. I've been working on it for a while, compiling data, typing, can you hear typing? That's swiping, that doesn't, you can't really hear that. Um, and talking to people about time travel in general, the, the movies around, based around its stories, all of that, all that fun stuff. We're going to touch on Back to the Future, Quantum Leap, uh, maybe a little bit of time travel paradoxes. I have quite a few things to add from friends of mine and friends of the show, so that'll be cool. Uh, all that will be hitting right after my music. Good evening, gentlemen. We've got a great night in store for you. I see a lot of new faces out there, as well as some familiar ones, so I'm not going to yammer on too long. I want you all to sit back, enjoy the service, the scenery, but most of all, enjoy the show. Hit it. Are you sure you want to do this? I know people do it in movies all the time, but there are bound to be real-world consequences. Kind of a nerd. It's cool, I'm taking it back. Everyone else is growing and changing all the time, and that's not really my jam. I'm more of a fast blinking, stoic, removed, uncomfortably self aware type. Being extremely clever up here, and there's no one to stand around looking impressed. What's the point in having you all? Okay, so 10 out of 10 for style, but minus several million for good thinking. Show's gonna last three weeks! Six seasons and a movie! Alright, uh, yeah, like I said, um, today is officially Back to the Future Day. Um, there's been a lot of memes over the last probably decade. With doctored images of the timestamp, the uh, time display on the the DeLorean. Uh, so there's been a few fakes, a uh, few close calls. But today, October 21st, 2015, is the day Marty McFly travels forward in time to, in my opinion, really meddle with time to stop his kids from going to jail. Uh... That happened, I guess, technically that happened right about, in my time, three hours ago. As I think it was around 7 a.m. that he arrived in Hill Valley. Um, visually, things didn't quite turn out the way they did in Back to the Future 2, that's for sure. Um, I know at least the fashion did not take hold, which in most cases is definitely a good thing. Um, I was just talking to Mitch. Actually, maybe I should do shout-outs and stuff first before I really get into the Back to the Future. Um, a big shout-out to friends of the show, Jose and Wesley. I got to meet them in person a few weeks ago already. Uh, I surprised I surprised them at their work. They work with my girlfriend, Stephanie. And uh, I went to meet her for lunch. Gave me a badge. I got to go and see her office for the first time. And I got to surprise them both. And it was definitely a surprise on both sides. Whereas, um, I don't feel like a celebrity by any means. Um, a lot of times I convince myself that when I'm recording these shows that there's really no one listening. And I'm just kind of venting all this nerdy stuff that builds up in my head. Um, this is one of those moments where... I was actually quite um, in shock, actually. I can honestly say uh, when I saw Wes and met him for the first time, he was just so excited to, to meet me. Uh, from what I understand, he listens to the show regularly. Um, and then he took me on a, a short tour of everything on his desk at work, and he had Doctor Who stuff, 
um, old toys, action figures, you name it. I mean, he had a desk like I would have a desk. Um, so I got to meet him, really nice guy. Uh, and then Jose, who I know personally already, but I just hadn't seen him at work. His response was almost like we were giving him the publisher's clearinghouse check and balloons. He gasped and hollered and he covered his face and he turned super red. I was not prepared for that at all. Um, and again, I got to see his desk and again, it was a desk that I would have. It was tons of action figures, superheroes, uh, lots of Superman. I would probably lean more towards Batman. Although I say that while looking at a, uh, paper Superman thing I have on my desk right here. Um, so those are a couple really big shout outs. Uh, that was a really, really fun moment for me when I, I meet somebody that knows the show friends or not, and they're excited about it. So I just wanted to say a quick thank you to you guys. Uh, it's moments like that that make me realize, hey, I should keep podcasting, keep on it. Um, shout out to Jason and Tyler, my cohorts at work. Uh, yes, Tyler, I am finally recording an episode. Um, he has been really on my case, uh, really nipping at my heels for me to get an episode out. Uh, so here it is, Tyler. Um, I... Didn't get a lot of info from him on our topic, even though he did direct me a little bit towards a couple fun questions. But he didn't really fully answer them himself, so that's fine. Um, and I do have a response from Jason as well. Uh, my sister, Angie, could not make it on the show this week. We held it off as long as we could. Um, we are on conflicting schedules again, where she is at work right now, and I'm at work when she's off of work, so we just could not get it to work. Um, we're going to definitely try and get her on this weekend for a rebuttal. Um, I suppose I could say the title of this episode. Uh, hold on, let me get caught up with that. I jumped in so quickly, so foolheartedly, I did not get a lot of things prepared. Um, this is episode... 33, Putting Money on the Cubbies. Uh, this, of course, if you listened already for seven minutes, this is Nerd Mode. I am Space Buck Chuck, your host. Uh, you're the podcaster's guide to the galaxy here. Uh, if you want like the show, check it out, nerdmode.com, nerd-mode.com. For there, you can find links to Instagram, Twitter, email, everything you need to get a hold of the show. Um, so yeah, like I said, we're going to be talking about time travel uh, quite extensively. Um, the only quick question I got today was Travis, and he wanted to talk about the, uh, the physical restraints of time travel, and without getting too much into it, um, and the whole paradoxes that can arise. Um, for me, I think ultimately the, the main physical issue you'd have with time travel would be, like, a device, uh, a ship, um, a car, phone booth, you name it. Um, however you choose to physically travel in time, I think would be nearly impossible just because of the planetary alignments. Um, I, I know I've touched on it in past episodes. Let me just throw some, some numbers out again. Um, the Earth is moving, uh, not just rotating, but it's actually physically hurtling through space. Um, so that alone, if the Earth was just spinning in one spot, yeah, you could work that out. But the fact that it's moving, uh, let's see, it's, it's, uh, Hold on, let me let me get this. I'm sorry, I'm kind of I'm reading as I'm talking, and that's definitely not easy unless you're saying what you're reading. Uh, the Earth is uh, rotating roughly a thousand miles per hour. Um, to get a base for that, if you were to take say the DeLorean and travel down, even if the road is straight, nothing there, eighty-eight miles per hour, and you go back one hour. The Earth has moved 1,000 miles. 
Like you would be 1,000 miles off course, if that makes sense. Um, so that's just on Earth. If you could think about, okay, that's not so bad. But the Earth is also traveling around the sun. And the sun itself is also traveling through space and kind of it's dragging all the planets in a tailspin, basically. We're spiraling behind it. Um, it's not all linear and flat like you would see in um, in pictures and back in science class where you'd have the Earth and all the planets going around, you know, the sun going around the Earth and all the little moons and stuff. All the little, it's like a mobile. It's not like that. It's If you took that spinning and then you grabbed the sun and pulled it through the air, everything pulls behind it. So everything is moving, which I think is just brilliant and amazing and beautiful. Everything in space is hurtling and moving and spinning and spiraling. Um, so the idea of physically traveling back in time, to me, I can't wrap my head around it. Um, and I do have much smarter friends out there that might be able to shed a little light on it. I'm talking to you, Devin. Um, me, I I think more of dimensional time travel, uh, kind of like sliders, uh where you can move side by side through dimensions and travel that way. But when you do that, you're actually leaving your timeline and moving on to a different one, which I think ultimately is what Back to the Future did. Um, and I, I will start to touch on that in just a minute. Um, so that's the main thing I see, the, the main uh, paradox that always bothered me about time travel is... Uh, is that physically I don't think it would be possible um, unless you go butterfly effect and you can travel in your own time stream like almost psychically. Uh, that makes sense, I guess. It, its application is kind of uh, small. There's not a lot you can do. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, to answer um, Travis's response. Uh, let's see. Let's let's talk about Back to the Future a little bit. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone has watched it. Everyone loves the movie. I I have a love hate relationship with the movie. I love the movies. I love how they're made. The acting, everything I think is terrific. The the, the world Zemeckis created is brilliant. But again, I get so wrapped up in time travel paradoxes that I have a hard time. And I just now realized, uh, I think just this morning actually that. I found yet another paradox in there that I cannot wrap my head around. In previous episodes, I've talked about um, the other Marty. Um, when I when I was a kid, up until like a year and a half ago, I finally placed it. I kept thinking, where is the other Marty? Where is this Marty McFly? Um, we'll, just, we'll just talk about Back to the Future 1. Uh, when Marty comes back. You know, comes back to 1985, and he uh, kind of gets reacclimated, finds out Doc is still alive, and wakes up in his bedroom. Which I don't think did they ever say how he got back, like how he didn't realize things were different at that point. Anyways, um, he comes out and he sees his parents are happy and successful. His siblings are happy and successful. Uh, Biff is this dopey super polite, cowardly man who basically becomes uh, George's servant, which would be strange to have him around seeing as he tried to rape uh, Marty's mother. Blanking on her name right now. Um, it'd be weird having him around, but he's just like this, he's like a lamp. You know, He's like a human Roomba. He just goes around and helps do chores. Um, that's where I always got hung up is Marty comes out and he's essentially an alien. He has no idea. All these people have brand new personalities that Marty does not know. And this, I guess, could consider another physical limitation of time travel. Um, when he left his house the day before or before his time travel adventure, George was this dopey, he's probably closer to me, just nerd, um, just this 
this dork, you know, and then he comes back and he's this, this sly, smooth, famous writer. His book is becoming a movie and all that, you know, all these prints, his box, he opened up all the books about how him and his wife, uh, uh, got married and how an alien essentially saved their marriage. Uh, his mother, I, I think she didn't change a whole lot besides she seemed more confident in herself. Um, both of his siblings were, one's a lawyer, at, I think maybe both. I mean, everybody was different. But adversely, Marty is different because they have the Marty from the previous timeline where... Um, I don't know personality-wise what their Marty was like. We never get to meet that Marty. That was the other Marty that always bothered me was the one that grew up with successful parents and successful siblings. And Biff not showing up being bossy but helping out around the house and doing all these menial work. Like there was a Marty that grew up in that specific timeline that that Marty is now gone. So moment of silence for, for other Marty. Um, so when our Marty landed there, other Marty disappeared. And I always thought, well, whatever happened to other Marty? So this is where that my latest paradox popped in was that when Marty comes back and he sees, um, Doc get shot and then he watches himself get into the DeLorean and travel back in time. That is other Marty. That Marty grew up with successful parents, family, truck, um, servant Biff. How, with all those instances, he still became friends with Doc is kind of hard to fathom. But he still ended up in that exact same position and traveled back in time. So now, here's the trouble is successful Marty with happy family travels back in time. What does he change? Right? Like, he would go back in time. Would he have stopped George from getting hit by the car? If if he didn't change that moment, he would change it in a totally different way than our Marty did because he's a different person. Does that make sense? It feels like I'm rambling, but I kind of need to get this out. Um, So that's the most recent one is that that Marty travels back in time and he changes it. So when he comes back, does the, the Marty we all know and love vanish? Maybe that does happen because, and this is me kind of just rambling, uh, connecting the dots. In Back to the Future 2, when they go forward in time, uh, Marty's kind of run down. You know, he gets in that car accident and all that kind of stuff, but... Biff. See, Biff is such a... He's like an anchor to the whole story. So much surrounds Biff. It's just this old, curmudgeonly, grumpy, sour man. He is not the same guy that we leave in at the end of Back to the Future. He's actually kind of a nice guy. A bit uh, dopey and timid, but he's a nice guy. But all of a sudden, when we travel forward in time... And you meet Biff in the diner. He is this shell of a man. So did Marty, their Marty, go back in time and screw something up for us and then it changes? I mean, it just spirals. I'm sorry, it does. Um, You would think whatever happened to, you know, when Biff got beat up back in 1955, that carried him all the, for 30 years. He was a, I'm guessing, a decent person for 30 years. But then between... 1985 and 19 or 2015 today something happened to that guy that totally reverted him back to 1955 Biff so that's something to think about next time you watch Back to the Future 2 which I'm assuming is today um but I was talking to uh Mitch at work he's a a good friend of mine and usually when we get to talk or converse it spirals quickly into the nerdiest conversation you could ever assume. Um, we're talking about the Cubs this year are slowly, I don't really fully understand, but slowly working into the World Series. Um, there's mechanics in baseball that I don't understand. The brackets, tournaments, all the cups and pennants and 
touchbacks, you name it. <laughs> um, so we were kind of dorking out about that because I actually asked him a, a baseball question. like, are the Cubs in the World Series right now? And I think it threw him back because then I, when we started talking about Back to the Future, and then I was like, you know, of all the things to come true from Back to the Future, why did it have to be a baseball thing? And then almost instantly I was like, wait, they made hoverboards. That's a thing now. Not like they are in the movie, of course, but that is a technology. So right there, did Back to the Future predict hoverboards? Or did hoverboards become a thing because of Back to the Future? That right there is a bootstrap paradox, my friends. Um, so there's hoverboards. Uh, and then I thought about Griff and his bionic implants. That's a thing now. They People are be able to hear and see. And um, if someone's missing a limb, they can get a 3D printed arm. Like those are physical changes to us done through technology. Although... Seems like Biff uses it for recreation and intimidation, but the purpose is still the same. Um, what else? What else was in there? Uh, 3D movies, yeah, not quite like they're displayed in uh, Back to the Future 2. I think the 3D movies we have are much better. While it might not be a, a ridiculous wireframe shark jumping out of a, a billboard at us, uh, we definitely do have 3D movies on the regular. Uh, no real flying cars. Sorry, that, that one didn't happen. Everybody wanted flying cars, but that's not the one that happened. Um, video games that you don't use your hands. I mean, we've got Kinect technology. We technically, I mean, you do hold a controller. Um, a lot of motion control, motion activated things. Um, they do have food hydrators now, but it basically makes a paste. So basically you could eat a pizza that looks like Nutella. Um, what else do we have? Uh, we don't have robots that walk the dog, unless you see a kid walk the dog while staring at a, a smartphone. Um, I guess that counts. Um, they have big screen projection, uh, TVs. Well, we, they had that in the eighties, but in this mode, they made it look like an LCD TV. We have those and they can also be used for Skype and video calls. And that also has been combined with technology on the wrists. Um, Marty McFly's daughter answers the phone using glasses. We do have Google Glass now. Um, so when my, I originally grumped about it was only the Cubs, I realized there was so much more happened in Back to the Future that became real life now. Um, and that's that I think is pretty cool. Now the hard part is that I re when I mentioned at the top of the show is now, Back to the Future, a movie that was always set in the future, you know, at least Back to the Future 2, in this amazing world um, that's in the past now. That is officially nothing happened in Back to the Future series, all three, that is in the future anymore. It's all in the past, which is almost sad to say. Um, now I guess what we can look forward to is Roadrunner, or no, not uh, Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh Kind of a scary thought where they take convicts, innocent or not, no spoilers, and put them through challenges where they're basically hunted in these cities by these ridiculous characters, like a guy that looks like a giant light bright singing opera, um, and Jesse by Ventura. So check out Running Man. It's a good movie. Should have a remake. I think that one's coming up. Um, but no, uh, I'm almost bummed out that... Back to the Future is now officially all in the past. Um, as of right now, it's 11 a.m. It's all been done. Marty has already traveled in, forward in time. Uh, in a few hours, he's going to travel back to 1985. And here we are. Um, on that note, let's jump into Best in the World, Worst in the World. Personality. I know you're in your 
I just made that little clip right now and it worked out so well, I think I'm going to keep it and use it regularly. Um, this is best in the world, worst in the world. Uh, essentially, um, besides the play on my favorite wrestler, CM Punk, uh, we're going to take probably our favorite of something versus our least favorite of something that are in the same genre, same title. Um, this is where I'm going to have to do a little choppy talk in here because I'm going to be jumping all over the board. Um, what this will be about is the best time travel movie or show versus the worst. Um, I, I'm leaning more towards movie because if you open up time travel story in general, it's way too big. The, the, the world is too vast. Um, I do have a couple responses. Uh, first, let me dig around. Let me start off with what my sister compiled. Excuse me. Um, uh, let's see. Well, we don't have anything from her. She put a lot of work in at work, um, which I'm always thankful for getting topics and thoughts from, uh, from her coworkers. Uh, she utilizes a whiteboard there, and it's working pretty amazing. Uh, she's going to have her own corner on the website here uh, just for her whiteboard questions. Um, so let's start out with the best time travel movies, shows, what have you. Uh, my friend Ryan from Mike and Ryan After Dark. Hi, guys. Uh, she responded with... Um, Uh, favorite movies and TV stories, uh, assuming TV is acceptable, which I'm going to allow, uh, Doctor Who, which I completely agree with, uh, Time After Time, and as such, The Time Machine, she says, Back to the Future, oh, and The Lake House. She loves The Lake House, apparently. Uh, and then as far as least favorite, she says she typically avoids stuff she, she doesn't think she'll care for, um. Which is a safe way to go, especially when it comes to time travel movies, because there are some pretty rough ones. Uh, Jason from work. Uh, Back to the Future for sure. TV show-wise. And he had a good one that I didn't even think of until he brought up. It wasn't even on Wikipedia. That's how good it is. Um, Lost. Absolutely. That has a serious time travel arc throughout at least three seasons. Um, uh, he says, even though the ending sucked. Yeah, it was kind of... Yeah, it's way too philosophical of an ending for a show like that. That's the hard part. No spoilers. You guys check it out. Watch through it. Um, and then he, Tyler, and I had a long discussion. That's going to be what's coming up after this segment is... If you could go back in time and change something, what would it be? Something in your own timeline. Like, you can't go back... And so I would stop Abraham Lincoln from being assassinated. Something in your life that wouldn't be this huge paradox-creating moment. Um, so he, Tyler, and I had a long discussion about this. Um, and then Ryan Seconds uh, Lost, which I thought was great. Um, see, I was thinking more movies, but I think if we branch into TV show, I would definitely have to go with uh, Doctor Who for my best um, for my, eh, I'm also, for movie, I'm going to say Donnie Darko. Um, not a lot of people bring up Donnie Darko in the, in the realm of time travel, but the whole movie is based around a kid traveling through time. Um, while it tends to be, it's a, definitely a cult status film, and some people kind of scoff at it because it's so popular, uh, in that sense, they think that the only reason people like Donnie Darko is because everyone else likes Donnie Darko. Um, but it definitely has some philosophical fronts to it as far as uh, time travel is considered. And it has a time travel scenario that I would see more feasible. Um, more the dimensional travel rather than a kid creates a time machine in his basement. Uh, for worst... That's tough for me. I wish I could remember the name of the movie. I think it was like a USA made-for-TV movie. See, I don't know. Hold on, let me think. Let me let me back up a little bit. 
let me look at what I had loaded up. Um, some really good ones. I can list off a few really good ones. Uh, my science project um, was really good. And see, I, I almost want to say that's for, uh, one of my favorites. Looper was really good. Um, Mr. Peabody and Sherman was really good. And of course, there's the Bill and Ted movies. Now, when it comes to the actual science, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure... I think is one of the worst because the fact that they take all these people from history, bring them to now, current time, and then just drop them back off like it's no big deal, like that's not going to cause trouble. Um, that one, I, I, I'm not too, too much a fan of that side. Um, Peggy Sue Got Married is an excellent time travel movie. You might not think it is one, but it is a time travel movie. Um, I think my mom will love that one. She loved that movie. Uh, I'm trying to think of like really, really bad ones. Um, I would even say Hot Tub Time Machine, but the movie in itself was kind of a, a spoof, so it wasn't... I don't know. I, I didn't hate it. See, Wikipedia... It must be missing... Let's go to the next page. I'm looking at Wikipedia... There we are. There's all the movies. Um, I thought, because I was missing a lot of letters. Oops, sorry. Time Bandits was really good. Warlock. Hmm. Does Universal Soldier count? That, but that one was really good. See, I'm like I, I'm looking at a list of time travel movies. I'm having a hard time finding one that I think is just horrible. Can I say Lake House? I never saw it. I'm sorry. I'm totally breaking the show. Uh, what was there was one movie and it had had the guy from Airplane in it the the lead hero he would go he went back in time and stopped the Kennedy assassination can I say Terminator three I don't know I'm having a hard time I am totally destroying my very own segment because I didn't have an official. Uh, an official worst in the world. How about Superman? Yes, Superman. Worst time travel movie ever because he spun backwards. Reverse time. There it is. Superman. When Lois gets killed, he spins Earth backwards, saves Lois, and then also allows an entire dam to break and an entire city to potentially drown. Best in the world. Donnie Darko. Worst in the world. Superman. Done. <laughs> um, there, that took a lot longer than I was expecting because I was totally unprepared. I apologize, everyone. Uh, episode time length is going very well. So how about this? Uh, we're going to call this one the butterfly effect. Something you can go back in time in your timeline and actually change. Um, Jason, I mean, we thought about this for a while. Wouldn't change anything. Um, Tyler was a little grumpy about that because he felt like there's everyone always has something in their life that they've done, something that's happened in their life that if they could go back and change it. Um, for Tyler, he would uh, he said he would have studied in school more, worked harder in college. Totally great response. Um, for me. I I struggled with it a little bit because there's a lot of things, you know, in someone's life they could change. But my worry is if I change those things, where is my life going to be now? You know, when I come back to my time, what will be waiting for me? Will I be the other Marty in this whole new world I wasn't expecting to happen because I changed this one little moment in my life? Um, And then... 
good or bad lessons are learned. If I change that event, do I erase the lesson learned? Um, and if I don't, then essentially what's the point? You know, like there's all these little issues that arise with the idea of changing one's past. But then I realize there is one event in my life I would change. And it wouldn't have horrible repercussions on my life. Um, it wouldn't... When I look at the, the life I'm living right now and how content I am, this event would not change any of this. It'd probably just make me more comfortable. Um, and hopefully Travis is listening because it was at his bachelor party. We went go-kart racing wherein I misjudged my speed on a right-hand turn and crashed into the wall so badly that I got uh, whiplash and I still today have really bad issues with my neck. And this, it's been, that was years ago. I think three years have come and, come and gone since then. Um, where certain days I have a hard time looking to the left fully or tilting my head to the right fully because my whole left side of my neck is all messed up. But I could probably just go to a chiropractor. They could grab me by the neck, swing me around, stretch it back out, and I'd be good to go. So that would be the, the main event of my life. Um, like, not to get too personal, anything I've done in the past that was wrong or hurt people or myself, um, maybe I would have protected myself a little bit more during my backyard wrestling days, helped my back out a little bit. Um, all those were lessons that led me to this exact moment and this, this exact time. So it's hard to go back and say I would change one thing or the other. Um, let's see, Jason had a response. Actually, we had a, uh, a whole slew of responses. Um, well, that's more for destinations. That wasn't for events. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Um, Ryan had a response, but I don't, she said she would... If I could go back and change something in my own timeline, I'd probably avoid the food that gave me food poisoning so severe I couldn't compete in solo ensemble. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's one of those things that it's a small change. Uh, for me, yeah, maybe I would have taken better care of myself, uh, focused on establishing strong dietary and exercise regimens at a younger age so that now I would... It wouldn't be so much of a chore for me to walk down a flight of stairs or even to think about jogging. Uh, things like that, yeah, absolutely. I mean, creating better behaviors is definitely something you could change, and it wouldn't be a horrible time world-altering event. Um, so any of these questions that you guys are listening to, if you have any thoughts, um, send me an email at nerdmode42 at gmail.com and let's talk about it a little bit. Let's see if, see what you would, uh, what you would adapt or change. Um, and then on that note, we've got a five by five. And then, um, just now, just as I was getting ready to do my five by five, this isn't anything horrible. Um, it's not going to break the show. I decided, you know what? I'm going to jump in. And uh, I'm going to check the nerdmode42 at gmail.com email and see if I've got anything in there. Once in a while, I'll forget to check it out. Um, and all of a sudden, right at the top, it says comic book. Comic book men Cassie, and it says, um, Hi there, I hope I hope you don't mind me contacting. My name is Diana, and I work, I'm working to help cast Season 5 of AMC's runaway hit Comic Book Men, produced by Kevin Smith. Um, I was reaching out in hopes that you could blast, post, or otherwise help us spread the word. We would love to find people looking for some TV experience who would love to buy or sell any of their fun, valuable, or unique items from comic books or pop culture. Please find our official casting call attached. Uh, and then they gave me a phone number and stuff. So that was kind of crazy. I don't know. Did anybody else get this email? I got it in July. So that... Is really crappy of me because that means my email either has not been working or I have not checked it since July. So I apologize to all the people that didn't email me in that time except for Diana. Um, 
Yeah, that's kind of wild. I might have to print that off because I was not expecting a casting call email from Comic Book Men TV show. Uh, neat. Um, anyways, five by five, five. Uh, five destinations, time travel destinations, someplace you could go, but not alter time, just to observe. To help with any paradoxes in this this sense, I came up with a scenario because I almost got in a shouting match with Tyler about this topic, about the paradoxes where you can't be, if you went to one place like the Kennedy assassination and you watched Oswald not be the shooter, you couldn't in turn go to the grassy knoll because you can't be in two places at one time kind of paradox, you know, you can't bump into yourself essentially. Um... Or then being there and altering the time. So I came up with a scenario. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Which would actually kind of make a cool movie. You can have it. Since the dawn of time, an alien race has been uh, observing us and recording everything. Every molecule is under their scrutiny. And then one day they show up and they say, here you go. We created this chamber. You can go in and observe any time frame that you wish completely in a virtual reality setting and it's 100% accurate what happens in that chamber is actually what happened that day but because it's virtual reality you can't touch it it's like watching a movie where would you want to go so in that case I was like okay once I said that it settled down um, so hopefully I, I don't have it written down what Tyler's response was um, so hopefully he can he can come back um, with a re- reply, a rebuttal, if you will. Um, so let's go, let's start out with, uh, my sister's list that she uh, compiled. Well, first let's, um, uh, let's go with Jason cause he had a, um, a quick response. Uh, he'd like to go and observe pioneers when they first settled, uh, uh, the United States. I think that would be really cool to see, actually. See how they uh, how they live, how they would plan out their settlements, and then to be able to realize what those settlements eventually became. Um, help you realize the roughing that they did to get us where we are would definitely be a, a totally awesome place to go. Um, Ryan had a pretty big response. Let me uh, let me get back to it here. Which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, go back to years of Jesus' ministry to observe what his teachings really were. She's like, yeah, I know it was a, a super serious answer. But I, I myself even too thought about that. Uh, going back and seeing what was really going on. Uh, and now my sister has a list of uh, 10 things. Um, I don't know who said these because it was all on the whiteboard. Uh, Bethlehem, just to be sure. And I'm assuming that's you know, biblical times, ancient Greece, 1920s New York City, which part of me feels like that could have been Angie. Uh, Number four, I'm guessing this is Jason. Stop George Lucas from creating Jar Jar. But then a paradox is formed, Jason. You can't stop him because if you stop him, he won't create Jar Jar. Then your future self would never have Jar Jar, so you would go back in time to stop him. Then he would make Jar Jar, so there's the loop. You can't do it. Um, 1940s Los Angeles. That might have been Angie's. Uh, 1909 to corner the market on Honus Wagner cards. Hold on. I got to Google that really quick. Oh, those are really old school baseball cards. I bet that was Mitch. Yep, that was Mitch. He's a, a serious baseball nerd. Um, although I think in this cl- in on the whiteboard, I don't think she put down the scenario that I presented. I think it was literally just go back in time. Um, and then 1952, the corner market on Mickey Mantle cards. Uh, during the Prohibition era, go to a real speakeasy. Go to the Old West. Also, go to a Victorian England. Jason also said, 
he would go anywhere as long as he could create a causal loop. So I'm going to quick go over that. I'm going to explain that really quick. Um, I think that's essentially what I just said. When the future event is the cause of a past event. Um, so it's kind of like what I said. You know, go back in time to change one thing, and then it doesn't happen, then it happens, and then whole big old mess. Um, so yeah, thank you for everybody, uh, the whiteboard grew, group. Um, I don't have any of Angie's stuff right now, so I think this weekend she's going to do a rebuttal and go over some stuff with me. Um, she's going to answer these questions, and I'm sure have a lot more to add. So for me, my top five, and I did put some uh, some work into this. Um, I would first off go to prehistoric Earth. Um, I want to see me some dinosaurs. I want to see what they look like. I want to see if they have, what the color, um, if they had feathers, if they had hair. I mean, there's all back and forth, all these different versions of dinosaurs. Um, no one really knows what an actual dinosaur looks like. That's the, that's the wild part. We all theorize. There's only so much building on bones you can do. Um, so I think it would be really sweet to go back in time uh, to see some dinosaurs. Uh, and then I would go to about 1460s to 1470s, and I would check out Leonardo da Vinci's uh, workshop. Uh, I would love to see him training, um, him creating, building his sculptures, his uh, his inventions. I'd love to see him pouring over all that stuff. Uh, then we're going to jump forward a little bit further to... 1893, uh, and we're going to go to the Chicago World's Fair, the one where Tesla used his technology to light up the entire city. Um, because I am a Tesla nerd, and I think that would be totally awesome. And then I'd probably, you know, give uh, Tom Edison old virtual reality punch in the gut. It, it wouldn't do anything, of course. I'd, I, I imagine I'd just pass through him. Um, this is more science fiction than science, of course, but I would love to go to the Chicago World's Fair. Um, and then jump forward a little bit more, and I would love to go to, uh, July 20th, 1969 to see the moon landing. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know if I'd want to be on the moon in this, the the spacecraft or in like just some random family's home watching it. And I would actually be watching them watching the moon landing to see someone experience that. And then I, the last one I'm gonna do, I'm gonna cheat. Um, but it also kind of is silly because my fifth space would be move forward in time. To see when aliens first contact humans. And I wrote this before I came up with the uh, the storyline that the aliens gave me a virtual reality room so I could observe all these things. So in that case, it just happened. Hmm. Anyways, that's when it would go. Or, how about, instead of alien contact, when we first either terraform or move to another planet. We'll do that one instead. Hopefully there isn't any aliens on it. Or a mega structure like they're finding out. I'm going to talk about that on another episode. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, one last thing. Um, it's not an episode unless I recast something, right? Uh, and I decided I, I'm not going to recast Back to the Future, I promise. That I, I even thought about at work, and I was like, it just, I can't. I can't bring myself to even begin to do it. Um, now, if they made a sequel, you know, with Marty's kids or something, I'll, I'll throw some actors out there, but I'm not going to even touch uh, the remake. Um, I didn't get a chance to talk about John Teeter. I'm sorry, Tyler. Uh, the website and all the info on John Teeter, it's so back and forth. What John Teeter is. Um, let me do this. Before I do my quick casting, it's only two people, so it's fine. Um, is uh, somebody on Reddit, I believe, popped up a few years ago, 10 years ago, saying he was from like the year 2036 or well in the future. He made some scientific predictions that came true. Some were pretty vague. 
Um, nobody knows who this person really is because all of a sudden he's like, well, I got what I need. I'm heading back. And then the guy vanished. Um, but the official website is kind of hard to look at. It needs to be rebuilt because it's hard to go through and look at all the the points and counterpoints. If you go to Wikipedia and look them up, I, I would definitely go that route. Um, t- tends to be more uh, unbiased. Um it's definitely a fun read, John Teeter, J O H N T I T O R. Um, and it's basically this guy goes on Reddit and was answering questions about the future. And some of the questions were, I could see why I got mad. Is they would say like people kept asking him about stock market and stuff. And he's like, why doesn't anybody ask me about family dynamics or government installations, things like that? Um, he talks about there's a a civil war coming. Um, and that a nuclear strike renders most of America inhabitable except the outer regions around the around the oceans and stuff. It's it's interesting stuff, and it's just vague and cool enough where you question it, whether or not it's real or not. So sorry, Tyler, I didn't get to touch on that much. Just uh, That could be its whole own episode. Uh, maybe I'll get Tyler on the show, and we'll talk about John Teeter. Um, so now for my quick little movie cast... Uh, I decided to recast Quantum Leap, uh, which was a really fun show in the 80s. Uh, if you haven't watched it, check it out. It deals about all the time travel stuff. Um, it definitely gives a, the middle finger to paradoxes because every episode he goes back in time to change something to make the future better. Um, and some of it's big stuff, you know, Kennedy assassination, moon landing, all that kind of stuff we've already talked about. And some of it's little stuff, you know, like he becomes a waitress in a in a diner or a monkey that's been tested on, you know, little things like that. Um, so I, I recast that. And I originally I tried to figure out who would be perfect as uh, Sam, the time traveler. Because every episode always began and end with, oh boy, because he would end up like, literally, we'd be see Scott Bakula in a dress laying in the back of a truck like, oh, boy. And then he'd have to figure out where he is and what to do before the end of the episode. Um, I know this guy's kind of busy now. Uh, he's got a whole Marvel movie going on, and he's part of the whole Marvel franchise now. But I think Paul Rudd would be a perfect Sam Beckett. Because um, he could bring the seriousness and the hilarity that these situations uh, uh, bring on. And then for Al, uh, his time-traveling buddy that talks with Ziggy, his little personal palm pilot that looks like a, a batch of Legos. Um, this actor isn't doing much right now, so it's kind of perfect. He is uh, tremendously talented. Uh, should be doing a lot, but isn't. I chose Tony Shaloub from Monk. Um, I think he would be a perfect Al. So that's a real quick... Uh, casting call. If you could recast Quantum Leap, who would you put in the uh, in the the posters? Who would be your your main main two actors? I don't know if there's enough people. Otherwise, I don't think you could cast any more because it was essentially just those two and then a bunch of extras and stuff. So, um, so yeah. Paul Rudd as Sam, Tony Shalhoub as Al, and a block of Legos as Ziggy. Done. I think I covered everything. I think I got everything. Um, coming up on the docket for another episode is Urban Myths, Creepypasta Stuff. I want to get kind of a fun Halloween-y episode out. <laughs> Halloween-y. Um, also, I want to talk about Fear the Walking Dead, Walking Dead, and American Horror Story. I think I'm going to get Steph in on that. We're going to get caught up with what happened on Walking Dead this season, first two episodes. We're going to... Talk a little bit about Fear the Walking Dead, and we need to talk about American Horror Story. How great is Hotel? Seriously. If you're not watching it, do your best to check it out. Um, anybody that thought it was going to be lame because Lady Gaga's in it, shut your mouth. She's doing an amazing job. She's doing much better than I expected her to do. Um, so, yeah, that'll be coming up, and I'm also going to talk about cryptozoology, things like that. I'm going to do hit the books. I'm going to look up stuff like... Ogopogo, Bigfoot, Wendigo. Um, I might even look into creepypasta stuff like, uh, I guess there's a character, Killer Sam, um, 
who uh, Slender Man, stuff like that. I'm going to talk about that um, warning for kids why they shouldn't buy any creepypastas so much to the point where they're out in the woods stabbing each other because they think Slender Man's telling them to. All that will be coming up. Um, also, rebuttal from Ange. A lot of big episodes coming up. Even if they have to be solo episodes, I want to get some more out for my listeners. Um, so that's coming up. I'm going to take that post-it, and I'm sticking it to my computer right here. Boop. Urban Myths, Creepypasta, Cryptozoology. That'll be coming up. Um, I don't know what my 5x5 will be for that one, or my best in the world, worst in the world, what have you. But I am going to call this an episode because I desperately need to have some breakfast I have not eaten yet today. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. It's been a blast, and it's going to be under an hour, so it does not count as a mini so This is just a solo endeavor. Just like Han, I went solo. Yeah. Uh, as usual, learn something about everything, and everything about something.
you ever wonder why it's never really addressed by Marty's parents, why Marty looks like Calvin Klein? Yeah, that conversation never happened. Rod and Noah, they're like, George looks over at Marty and goes, Honey, Calvin Klein ever around about 16, 17 years ago? Didn't stop by for a visit. He did kind of van vanish after the Chapman Under the Sea dance, and now all of a sudden we have a kid who looks just like him. I don't know. I think that would have been something to cause a little suspicion.